Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Popsia Podcast. I'm nervous. How <laughs> to be nervous be fun. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> um, make sure you come back. We're gonna do this bi-weekly. So make sure you come back to talk to, to us more about you know, sex, drugs, and self-improvement. Welcome back. So last episode, we were answering questions from you all. And the last one was a question to me that was... Uh, what was it like to date a disciple of Kevin Samuels? <laughs> Uh, oh, interesting. Um, I think we'd have to do that one later. That one needs its own show. Maybe I should do a little, like, just a little confessional. Me and my phone sit there and record my thoughts on that one because that one's gonna go long. <laughs> and so that's what I'm here to do today uh, to give you that answer in its own episode. So that. Um, so that I have enough time to f- thoroughly answer the question. So I'm coming to you um, from my um, van studio, um, also affectionately known as my mobile porn studio. And tonight it's my confessional um, because I am making myself entirely vulnerable here and admitting to not following my own advice and not having those boundaries that we um, so vehemently insist that people need in their life and um so in any event um i i'm I'm kind of rambling but um so now when i first met this person i did not know who kevin samuels was i did not know about any of his ideas um i was actually introduced to him through this person um the first time as i said on the show before the first time i heard him i heard straight evangelical minister coming out of his mouth like the way he talks um a lot of the things he talks about are very prosperity ministry like i've heard women be told these things in churches (laughs) you know i've heard this advice given to men in prosperity churches um, none of this is new. None of this is groundbreaking. None of this has any value whatsoever, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, uh, the first time that we mentioned Kevin Samuels in one of our episodes, I refused to name him because I didn't want to drive people to interact with his content, even if it's just a hate watch. Um, please don't do that you just drive their metrics up and then he makes money and he really doesn't deserve to make money off this bullshit. Um, uh, I'm not sure what actual um, credentials he has to make him some sort of expert on this. My understanding is he calls himself a professional image consultant. I've but I've seen others, you know, refer to him as dating expert or, or you know, for those who aren't happy with it, I saying a, a quote unquote pseudo love guru. Like I've, I've heard lots of things, but the reality is he's just 
just a fucking capitalist <laughs> and, and, and patriarchal capitalist. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. So in any event, when I met this person, we met several years ago on a dating app. We casually saw each other for a handful of months. Uh, he was in my area at the time for work. He eventually moved back to his home, which was many hours away. So we knew we weren't gonna see each other anymore. We would still check in every few weeks, just, hey, how's life? How, how you know, how's it going? You know, we talked about being friends, but it was very, like very distant friends, right? Like, um, we weren't really part of it. We weren't part of each other's everyday lives, but you know, we still just kind of wanted to check in and see how each other was doing, or at least I did. Um, and I thought that's what it was on the other side. I would later learn that he doesn't see women um, as having any purpose if they aren't, um, if they aren't fucking him and uh, doing the things that he wants done. Um, so, in any event, um, I wasn't fully, I wasn't aware of that at the time. However, along the way, there was red flag that I should have recognized um, after, I don't know, a year or so, he, um, stopped, stopped contacting me, right? He didn't respond to my text. If they don't respond, I don't send another one. Um, and this went on for several months. Um, Landair found out it was because he had a girlfriend at the time. Well, if your friend stops being your friend because they have a partner. They were not really your friend. And I know that I let myself um, ignore that, unfortunately, um, because when he come back and confirmed later that that's what was going on, you know, he gave me this whole spiel about, well, I was just doing it to respect her. She was a jealous person. I didn't want to upset her, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, it's still a fucking red flag. I should have listened to it. I would tell anyone else to listen to it. I did not. So moving on to the concept um, Kevin Samuels uses of a quote unquote high value man. So this individual does call himself a high value man. I, of course, not knowing Kevin Samuels or anything about this ideology, just thought that meant what those words mean, right? Like he had values and he had standards and okay, great. You're a good person. That's wonderful. Whatever, you know, like, why do you keep using that word, that phrase? Um, but no, actually Kevin Samuels has delineated six criteria for a high value man. And they are a man's ability to earn at least $10,000 monthly. Earning of $10,000 monthly over the course of five years. Acceptance from a group of other high value men. Access to a fraternity like network. An accepted prominent position by society. And the ability to be of use by other high value men. Now, this was interesting once I learned more about this ideology and actually read these criteria. 
because this individual does not fit any of those, let alone all six. Um, and then, you know, we had this discussion as you know, things got towards the end. Um, he said um, something along the lines of, I know I'm not making that kind of money, but I fit all the others and I will be making that kind of money. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not how that works, first of all. Um, because if the criteria is basically being a high earner and you have to be that high of earner for five years, you are at least five years away from meeting that criteria. And that's if you are able to achieve those other things in the meantime, um, which he doesn't have um, because he tends to be kind of a loner. But in any event, so, and apparently that conversation had spawned out of me talking about, because he had started to try to tell me this, and he was always offering things like, um, you know, I'm offering you things, you know, that can change your life, you know, I'm going to be making all this money, and I'm like, that's great, but that's, it's not all about money for me. Like, I am not, you know, I can take care of myself. I do take care of myself and the money is fine, but I am not, I'm not here for, you know, the quote unquote provider. Like, that's, first of all, that's culturally inappropriate for me. In my culture, all adults, all able-bodied adults provide. Um, even back pre-invasion, you know, people like to talk about, um, men hunting, so they provided, but our women also raised crops. Like everybody was providing. We don't believe in, you know, that sort of power imbalance where one is dependent on the other. It's about balance and about everybody contributing to the collective good because we are collectivist. Um, so. In any event, that he didn't like that. But it was interesting when I said, you know, in a lot of ways, this um, relationship, um, if you want to call it that, we did not call it that. Um, I was very intentional and strategic about not ever labeling it that because I understood even early on that he had expectations I was not willing to meet for relationship. Um, for one, he thinks men should be able, do not need to be monogamous, but their women do. And of course, as we've talked about in other episodes, that's not okay to have rule, to place rules on your partner that you don't abide by yourself. Um, because if something is bad, if it's done to you, and then you turn around and deliberately do it to your partner, you are consciously mistreating them and you're treating them as less of a person. And as a matter of fact, in the um, domestic violence advocacy world wh where I spend a lot of time working um, with, that's actually um, one of the behaviors that we, that we stress as a red flag for coercive control um, and, um, you know, whether or not it, 
ever escalates to physical abuse, it's still not okay. Um, it is a, it's still psychologically and emotionally abusive. Um, there were also some other concerning things. Um, so originally, but, but all of these concerning things happened like towards the end, right? In the beginning, so this last time, once he contacted me again and we started kind of um, spending time together, it was about a year and a half, I think, something like that. It was quite a while. Um, and we would have conversations. He would bring up topics um, about, oh, this happened to somebody he knows or he read this, right? So it was always started with hypotheticals. And, you know, I thought we were just having conversations, right? And so then what I later figured out was he was gathering, <laughs> it's for me, he was gathering intel. Um, I don't want to make it sound that ominous, but um, it was just trying to figure out where I stood on things without just asking me where I stood on things, right? So it was this weird shady thing and I'd... Um, and then those things wouldn't come up until much later, right? But there were, were some things that I would say that would bother him. Like, women are not, don't need to be, quote unquote, led by men or to be submissive. So then he would do the gaslighting bullshit about, what does submissive mean? It just means, you know, you submit to each other and you both do that. And I'm like, you know very well that that is not what is meant by that word in the context of relationships between men and women, whether it's marriage or, you know, otherwise. So, you know, stay on topic. You know, we're not doing this bullshit. We're not playing and, you know, let's redefine things. And it was also, um, and this was the first one that came up with and I should have at the time and I really considered it and I don't know why the fuck I didn't just block his number at that point was the the first time he started showing me that something was a little off was he was complaining about women saying they're independent you know nobody and he he went on on a rant about nobody's independent we all need each other and I'm like okay but you know that's not what is meant when they say that like, you know very well that's not what they're saying. And then it, it went into this whole thing about how mm, if how it's offensive for a woman to say, I don't need a man, I want one. Or, you know, I don't need my husband, I choose to be with him. Like, that was offensive. You know, and I tried to explore this with him of, you know, okay, but like, I don't need a man in my house to, you know, I don't need a man to pay my bills. I don't need a man to, you know, do things around the house or to take care of this or that. Like I can do that when I, ha I have a partner, I am with them because I want to be with them. I value them as a person. I, you know, value what they are to me and what they, you know, they enrich my life, all of those things. Wouldn't you rather be with someone who values you 
for who you are and and cares about you instead of who's stuck there because they need you or because they have no way out you know if they're financially dependent on you they may not they may legitimately not have a way out wouldn't you prefer that and the answer is no he really would rather somebody I'm like that's coercive now hello that should have made me never talk to him again I don't have an explanation for why it didn't um I guess possibly I was, I mean, I was overlooking things and I guess it's because he was pretending to really be listening and processing these things. And so I thought that maybe he could learn these things and, and get better, right? I tell you, don't, you don't look at the fucking potential, you look at the evidence, but it's easy. It's really easy to explain things away. And so I, it's what I kind of did. And it took because this happened slowly over months and months and months where he would let things go and then he would bring them back up later and he would let things go and he would bring them back up later. It, and it reminds me of, you remember Jurassic Park where the raptors are going and they're testing the electric fence like all the way around to see, find a weak spot. It, that's what it reminds me of. That's what he was doing. He was testing all the way around. And I think he had decided that he could eventually, because I was like giving... Thing, right I was letting him push boundaries I was I was moving boundaries for him like I I don't like to, I'm not a person that likes sitting on the phone very much I definitely don't need to be in constant contact with my partner I don't think it's healthy it's like that level of enmeshment you need to have your own thing I have shit to do I am a very busy person you know I have all of this stuff and then he got to where he was like calling me and wanting to talk for like off it started off and on all day right like a few short phone calls and then it would be like hours at a time until it was pretty much all day and he would ask me like he wouldn't be overt about trying to keep tabs on where I was at but it would be the the innocent you know oh what do you have planned what do you you know and then there would be and then there started to be uh you know him gradually taking over my time right like oh come see me this weekend okay fine i'll come see you so i went and spent a weekend and then after that it becomes an expectation it it was it wasn't you know inviting me over anymore it was are you coming to my house or am i coming to yours i let that go i didn't say anything okay all right that's fine you know what's the harm right um but then there started being some little things like you know I do a lot of community advocacy work and then there would be some little passive aggressive um comments about things that I did and I would not cancel any of those things for him and he wouldn't say anything but he would be like mm, or well, since you're going to go do that, I'm going to go do this. Okay, good. Go do that. You need to have something to do this weekend while I'm gone. And there was one point that I made him really upset um, because he said something offhand about um, us having a baby. And I sort of chuckled. I'm like, that it cannot happen. We don't agree on the fundamentals of life or how to raise children. And so it would just be a nightmare. 
and um, I'm not planning to have any more kids anyway so if you want to have kids you need to have kids with someone else um, and I'm fine with that um, of course he found this very offensive he interpreted it as me saying there's something wrong with him which to be clear I don't think there's something wrong with him I don't think he's an evil person per se but I do think his ideas are regressive and harmful and I wouldn't perpetuate that into another um, generation and so no I wasn't willing to have a child with him and I was also very disturbed by the fact that he would use the word legacy to mean having kids, right? That's your legacy. And he mentioned, you know, others of his friends calling it that. And I've noticed that in a lot of the Kevin Samuels disciples. And it's such a narrow-minded, short-sighted idea of legacy that it's rather disturbing. Like your legacy is far more than procreating and just continuing your genetic matter. I mean, your legacy is the impact that you have on this planet and your your community. If you are only looking for what's inside the four walls of your house as your legacy, then you have some serious growth and development and evaluation to do. Um, you can have a long lasting, far reaching legacy without ever creating children, you know? Um, <laughs> having children in and of itself is not an accomplishment. It's just a biological reality, whether you have or you haven't. Um, there's far more to this life than that, okay? You know? And then at the, towards the very, very end, then I, I think at some point, as I was saying, because the boundaries, I think he had kind of decided that I could be molded or whatever. And we had talked about business, um, having, you know, some business ventures, um, which was interesting because I had told him about a business I want to start. And then suddenly it was his idea and he wanted, which I didn't argue about most of the time. I'm just like, you know, he had added a few things onto it. I'm like, okay, we can do that too. But this part is something that is really important to me. And, and then towards the end, one day he's like, you know, I have all these ideas and I know all these things and, and you couldn't do this without me because he's like, you know, I have all these ideas you never even thought about. I said, excuse me, I am the one who told you about that you know in fact I'm the one like I looked up all the code everything that you need uh you know all the um regulations everything that would be need like no this plan existed long before you came into the picture so don't start with that with me and so it was just interesting but I he did I think at a certain point decide that maybe I was a potential candidate for whatever the fuck you want to call me because he said he doesn't believe in marriage so and I I don't know if that's real or if that's because I don't believe in, in legal marriage and I have no intention of getting legally married um but towards the end there were some very very concerning things like trying to isolate me from my support system um he had a tantrum on the phone one day about um, you shouldn't still be friends with this person. I'm like, you don't get to make that decision and you don't get to say that to me. Like, that's not appropriate. And there was just...
at one point after many months of you know this chipping away and continually um, trying to change <laughs> um, my ideas and my behavior related to basically everything that makes me who I am I finally asked him one day what is it you even like about me like is there <laughs> like why are you even bothering to you know be involved with me and he got rather annoyed and said don't you you know he said why would you ask me that don't you know the good things about you I said yes I do and that's why I'm asking because you have effectively criticized every single strength I have and every positive thing about who I am that that help that makes me who I am and you know makes me able to contribute to my um, family and my community in the way that I do and every part of that is wrong to you so I'm asking you why the fuck am I here and you know he changed his tone to try to you know de-escalate you know keep the crazy person calm kind of thing and um answered he did answer me but his answer was all things that I do for him I'll cook for him I'm nice to him I treat him nice um you know I'm nice to his family because at some point along the way he had introduced me to his family I went to his family's Christmas um and yeah so uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting like flooding of thoughts because there's so much like in hindsight you see all all the things right that you were overlooking um you know, like I said, he was monitoring my activity through the day just by calling me and finding out what I was doing and all of those things, which of course is a huge red flag that we talk about as far as coercive control. Um, there was, he had this idea, of course, you know, I mentioned in the emotional immaturity episode, like he had this idea that what he thought was right, like his opinion is fact. And he knows the best way for everybody to live their life. And if you don't agree with him, you're wrong. And like this became so extreme, like I would show him data, you know, and research over in some things that have been, you know, in some of the topics would be researching over a long period of time, like huge volumes of data and he would dismiss them. Well, you can make those numbers say anything you want to say. And I'm like, well, you can say anything you want to say, but I'm showing you actual evidence and you're giving me what you think. And those are two different things. Well, I just don't believe that. Okay, fine, whatever. So then the next time we were talking about something and I don't remember he what the topic was. I just know he, the, he said something about, I don't understand why people act like that or do something. And I started to answer and I stopped, but you could tell I started to say something and he's like, whoa, what, what do you have to say? I'm like, it doesn't matter. And you know, he pushed me and I, I said, well, you know, I was going to explain to you because we do have data on this. We do have research on this, but you already told me you don't believe in sociology. So I'm, trying to respect that boundary like and not you know give you this information that's irrelevant to you 
and he went off and this is the first time that he I experienced one of his tantrums and he goes on and on he's ranting and raving and I'm just like and and he's and I'm like okay I just try I did not do anything wrong here I you told me you don't believe in any of this research like we went through a whole conversation about how like this is like 300 years of the field and you don't believe in any of the results um, because there's some sort of agenda or something whatever but for whatever reason you don't and I'm trying to respect that how am I and you know how am I in trouble here and and so at the end, he finally yells, like, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm better than this. And, you know, and got off the phone. I'm like, okay, well, that was weird. Um, so at that point, I knew um, we were just, like, this was inevitable. Um, and this was probably, I don't know, it was only a matter of weeks before um, we ended things entirely after that. Um you know, at this point I was trying to figure out, of course I was taking care of his dog, his dog was living with me most of the time. And I was just trying to figure out what am I gonna do here? Like, we still have the possibility, you know, there's still potential for us to be good business partners. And we, you know, and he went on about, he told me he doesn't think you, <laughs> a, um, he doesn't want to start a business with a woman who will tear it apart later because she gets emotional. I'm like, okay, I wouldn't do that. Cause he kept saying that that was his concern with me. And I'm like, but I'm not, I wouldn't do that. Like, yes, I have emotions. We all have emotions and that's a good thing. That's part of being human, but I'm not going to destroy our business because of it. And so finally he admitted to me later that what he meant when he says destroy it all is leave him in the relationship. And I said, well, if that's the situation, you don't want, then you don't need to start a business with a woman. If you can't be grown enough to continue your business interest, like you're, I mean, like what you're describing is you destroying things because you get emotional if you can't you know if you're ready to throw the business out just because she's not in your bed anymore like that's not just don't do it and I don't know I <laughs> I like I said lots and lots and lots of red flags and I should have um yeah I should have ended things a long long time before I did but I didn't um don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any of the uploads, be sure to turn on those notifications so you, uh, you will know as soon as those go up. And also like us on social media at Hapoxia Podcast. Or uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, hapoxia.com. That's H-O-P-O-K-S-I-A.com. And the links to all the socials and all the podcast feeds are right there. And we just want to thank you all for sharing your time with us, hanging out with us, and we hope to um, spend more time with you in the future.